0: Today, is Psalm 126. I got a word, and I, I put it out in the secret place. That's a little blog I send out. You can get it online. You can sign up for it. And uh, some the Bible overview will come at the same through the same means on Sundays. But Tuesday is my secret place. And I came out of our prayer watch, and I felt the Lord uh, say, uh, "I'm coming with joy. I'm coming with joy." And I wrote it out, and I won't read it. But I do want to take you to the. Uh, what I believe the Lord wants to do for each of us, and I think we'll all qualify. Uh, Psalm 126, can you take me up to Psalm 126? So if you've been around the kingdom for any length of time, you've you've come to this scripture, not because you read through it, but because you needed to hear it. And it says, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Zion, kingdom, church, believers, We'll all go into captivity at one time or another for one reason or another. We don't need to try to avoid it because if you did everything perfect, God will make sure uh, something else goes wrong because there's a lot of discovery in captivity that you don't find, just like uh, Solomon said that you can discover more in the house of mourning than you can have in the house of myrrh. But he said when he brought us back, so the emphasis today is the coming out of, he says, We were like those who dream. We, uh, just the, uh, whoa. And then our mouth was filled with laughter. And our tongue was singing. And they said among the nations, The Lord's done great things for them. That's our future. That's our future. You see, I lost some of you on the captivity thing. I'm sorry about that. But let me put it this way you're all going to die. <laughs> in, the, in your. Journey with Jesus. You're going to pick up that cross, and then all crosses were meant to kill you. Crosses weren't meant to be worn on your neck on your neck, necklace. They can be a place of reminding, but they're going to kill you, and you're going to end up. In, and what? What? Let me help you. It's going to be your soul that's dying because you're born again. Your spirit's alive. You said yes to Jesus. How many said yes to Jesus? You see, why are we think it's a strange thing, the fiery test that we go through? As though it's something strange. But to the degree we enter into the sufferings of Christ, let us rejoice. Because then something wonderful is coming on the other side. Resurrection! God does not send resurrection life to avoid death, He sends resurrection life to bring us out of death. Out of death. His resurrection life is actually are never found in the Bible together. I use it a lot, but lately the Lord's tried to say, no, I don't resurrect. I, I resurrect you from the dead into life. And that is a real event that takes place. And when it takes place in a believer, you can mark it. You can notice it on them. They carry an authority. They carry a sense of joy and peace because they no longer are afraid of death because death has done its, done, done its thing and now God has conquered death. Jesus was heard because he believed God was able to deliver him out of death. And that faith is the faith we all share. Faith does not originate in the heart of man. Faith is given to us in Christ. By grace we are saved through faith. That not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. And even today in Romans, in John 12, Jesus said, if you reject me and my words, I will not judge you, but what will judge you is the word that I spoke. So there's just, it's just saying yes, 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 yes. So our mouth was filled with laughter. Our tongue was singing. They said, look, the Lord's done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Glad and joy, they're so powerful. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. That's like as, uh, I'll keep going. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing the sheaves with him. There is a time to travail. There is a time for tears. There is a time for mourning. Very important, I think, because we don't know how to mourn, we don't know how to repent, we don't know how to come into newness of life. Instead, we try to recreate, restructure, and refix it and perpetuate the the cycle and never come out of the grave. But when we go and, and, and bring true intercession and broken hearts over so many things, and there's enough to have our hearts broken over in the earth today, like I went and saw the movie, and I recommend you all go see that, The Sound of Freedom. Beautiful, strong calling to the selfish, fear, anxious, angry man, pleasing structure of lust that's just finding its expression, and but done in a very tasteful, powerful way, but you will not go home without talking about it and thinking over it and discussing it. And it's... The greatest form of slavery today is, you know, the whole sexual trafficking. It carries more people than when slavery was legal at any time in the history of the earth. It's just... But anyway, those kinds of things, and now, well, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I'll get to that by the time I get to uh, two weeks from now. The, the posture of the believer that moves God out of the circumstances the believer's found himself in. Uh, so. What I want to share with you, Lord, I'm just asking you, because i just a few minutes, and you're the one that is the joy giver and has already given us all the joy in the Son. But I'm asking you for the directive, because there's hundreds of scriptures that have already rolled around in my spirit this day. Thank you. I can start there. Amen. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're, most of you are older in the kingdom, and so you've had moments of great joy. So I'm not going to try to uh, pep us up. I'm not going to try to get you happy. Happiness is way overrated. Happiness is a circumstantial experience by things going good. I like the way things are going, so I'm happy. I don't like the way things are going, so I'm not. Gee, Mary met Elizabeth while pregnant, three less than a month, maybe just a week or two, pregnant. And she declares, my soul shall magnify the Lord and my spirit will rejoice in God my Savior. Now, spirit and soul, the born-again man is a spirit. That's what's given to new life. Our spirit came alive. Our heart believed. Our soul is being saved through the journey of faith where our soul is letting go of its rigid control mechanisms, fearfulness, uh, and anything else that's just kind of got You say, well, it's your soul. It's you. It's me, my soul, me, who I am, how I feel, how I, how I uh, deal with scary things, how I deal with uh, frightening things, just uh, how I deal with things I got to have and what I want. What do I do when people speak about me, how I feel about it? It's just me, and that's being saved. And when the trumpet blows, we're all going to get new bodies. And then that'll be the fullness of salvation, our redemption of our, our mortal bodies into the immortal body that Jesus has. So Mary, carrying the the Christ, says, My soul does magnify the Lord. I use that so much to help me know what to do in everything I'm in. Because my soul is a magnifier, it's an amplifier. It's like taking your iPhone and putting it into a good speaker system to listen. It takes what the signal sent and makes it bigger. If I think about my problems, it magnifies them. If I think about uh, uh, what's going to happen in a negative way and the outcome of terrible things, and I'm listening to all these reports, and I'm I'm seeing them, it's magnifying them. But if I look upon the Lord, I can magnify the Lord. That's why when... When uh, Diana so nicely, she did that very nicely, wouldn't you say? Told us to come on now, praise him. Get your eyes off of your fixation of your dead hope or broken promise or unfulfilled desire and just give it back to the Lord, release the control of it, and come back into praise. And and now you're going to praise the God of hope instead of the hope you got from God. It's like praising the God of grace instead of the grace you got from God. So... Jesus, my soul magnifies the Lord. And then, my spirit is rejoiced in God, my Savior. My spirit is the joy carrier. That's why you can have joy anywhere, in everything, in all things. And in fact, joy is most important in testing trials, in conflict, in in, in possibilities, because it's a part of faith. When joy is there, faith is very vibrant. Now go jump with me to uh, she, babe, Jesus is born 40 days after he's born. They're in the temple, and they see Simeon as they come to dedicate the baby. So they're just carrying a new little infant. And Simeon speaks of, of, of both of Jesus, and then he prays over uh, Mary and Joseph. And he says to Mary in chapter two, Luke chapter two, he says, "This child is destined for the fall." and rise of many in Israel, which if you do, after you keep reading, you realize, you know, everything in the Bible is you fall first, then you rise. You die first, then you live. So this is for the fall and the rise. And a sword will pierce your soul, so that the hearts of many can be revealed. So Mary was not immune to the pain it would cause her to carry Jesus to, and then to eventually have to follow Jesus as, as her Lord and the process of all of that. So her soul was magnifying. Now she's being told there's going to be sword piercing. So if you go with me to Hebrews chapter 12 now, because I, wanted, I want to just, if the if, if Lord allows and you'll allow, it's, you have to make the decision to allow it. Uh, we're in so much denial as uh, of, of things because somewhere we were taught that if a bad thing's happening, it must be because we did something bad. But that, we, that was already resolved in Job. We read that at the beginning of the year. Bad things do not mean you're doing bad things. Bad things just happen to find their ways to, to uh, force us to try to shut us down, to try to get us to give up, and lock our souls up. So Jesus, therefore, it says, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, which Hebrews 11, such a, such a book of courage. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Now, how many would be honest with me and say, you know of weights that can easily take you and sins that can really easily grab you, right? I, I would hope that nobody's so deluded. They don't think they have weights and sins right, or, right by them. Like, just leave me alone for a few hours. I'll go back to the man I was before I met Jesus. Yeah, I won't, I won't go to somebody different. I'll just go back to who I was. So he says, we've got that. That's the race and which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that's set before us. The word set before us, very important. It's, it's putting into your mind. It's keeping it. You can't deny where you are. Uh, I quit praying long ago, at least 15 years ago, or now maybe 13, uh, yeah, probably about 12 years ago, I quit trying to tell God what to do. I quit asking him to get me out of things. I quit trying to tell him to do it this way, solve this, solve that. Because I realized after all the prayer I prayed, he never listened to me. But he always wanted to come and meet me in the middle of the problem. And once he had an encounter with me, then we walked out of the problem. But until I got the the experience with Jesus, then the problem served to be a school, a schoolroom, a learning opportunity. If I were to learn Jesus, to discover Jesus in it, to hear His voice, so He says, looking unto Jesus. This is key. Looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. The author is the captain. He's the the first. He's the one who did it. He's the one who accomplished it. He's the captain. But he's also the finisher, the completer of faith. He finished faith, and faith is accessible in him. And if we'll choose his faith, then we can follow him through the course of this life to the resurrection. So he says, who for the joy that was set before him. Now, I've heard a lot of reasons of, of explanations, and I, I, I will say this. Don't get mad at me. I was not the joy that was set before Jesus, nor were you, nor was the all of the beautiful bride that one day he will, he'll fully consummate in marriage. No, the joy set before him was the joy of doing the Father's will, and the joy that he experienced in the Father, even though he was a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief, he walked in a joy. He, he, when his disciples came back from casting out devils and thinking how powerful they were, he said, hey, don't get all upset, excited about that, because really the key is that your names are written in the Lamb book of life. That's what you should get excited about. Then it says he started rejoicing in the spirit means he started twirling around violent reaction, emotions, and he said, I thank you, my father. See, his pleasure with his father, and so is mine. So is yours. If you put your hope in someone else, you will be hurt. And question, how could this person, after all I did, do this to me? How could they let this happen? How could God let this happen? But the Father's will, I follow you, the joy set before me, I'm here to do your will. Behold, it is written in a, in a scroll, I'm here to do your will. I delight to do your will. So Jesus' joy that brought him to the cross and stayed on the cross was to say, this is my Father's will for me, and this is my Father has promised through the word that I have read and heard and received that I will be raised from the dead. And it is my pleasure then to honor the Father and become the sacrifice for sin for all mankind. I will submit. And so he does. So he endures the cross. Means he didn't get off the cross. You you can always tell that that something is of God, because if everyone's telling you to stop, you should get out of it. It's probably no. God's put God has a plan for you to discover him there. Because that's what all they said to Jesus, come off the cross. Prove yourself. If you are the son of God, save yourself. Then we'll believe. So he's, on, he's enduring the cross, and he comes to, we won't go there, there because there's much that's in that moment, especially those three hours of darkness. But it says, despising the shame. You see, the cross brings shame. If it doesn't bring shame, it isn't the cross. You, you know, I mean, thank God we're not laying naked on a, on a stick in the middle of the highway. But we will feel that way. That's what we call reproach or rebuke or or an accusation or slander or all of a sudden it becomes apparent to all and to ourselves who we are and what we really are. Did you know that you and I as believers still have the shame of our nakedness? Did you know that when Jesus saved us, he didn't clothe us except himself? And if we don't receive the clothing of the garments, then we will still walk about in the shame of our nakedness. So crosses aren't for champions. They're to kill you, to expose you, to discredit you. So while that's happening, we have to become like Jesus, looking to Jesus. I'm watching you. What did you how did you do this? You have joy. Joy of the Lord is your strength. You, you endured the costs cheerful endurance. You were there, and you despised the shame. That means you disesteemed it. I I don't care. Beloved, right now, there are things we are going through that if we would quit trying to get out of them and just say, Lord, have your way. Be glorified. Magnify your great name in the midst of where I'm in. Show yourself strong. Bring your power. Just have your way. We would start to experience a different way of looking at it. We wouldn't be going, oh, gosh, I feel so bad about myself. Oh, my neighbor. I mean, and we know we're in this. We're the, this is a social media, which is so terrible because we now know what everybody's doing. And we know how everybody is doing so much better than we're doing. And it's just tormenting. So he says he despised the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of God, the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. So not only was it the cross, but through the entire journey of life, he was never heard, never understood. Nobody really ever believed him, and they were always persecuting him, and he endured this. and we are to walk in that way so we don't get weary and discouraged in our souls. I, and so there's there's a lot of pressure on every believer for the purpose of releasing Christ in us. That's why we die daily so that the life of Christ might be manifest in our mortal flesh. No death, no life. And so if the Lord comes and says to me or you or any of us, he says, I've got something I need you to do. It's going to be important. It's going to be to the help of the world and, and the benefit of others or your neighbors or your neighborhood. And you say, yes, uh, let, me, let me tell you this. It's going to involve death. And, but we don't sell, that doesn't sell well. So American church came over the brand new way is we don't ever have to die. You'll never have to. You do everything God tells you to do. Do it right. The, this, the curse is over. You just just walked free. Well, theoretically that's true, but if you get into the law, then you're already cursed, and Christ is of no effect. So there's multiplicities of ways that the devil snags us and tempts us and tricks us, and my fears grab hold of me, and my lusts run away from me, and I'm, I'm face-to-face with Steve, and I have to find out what do I do, and that's a moment I'm going to despise the shame and meet you, Jesus. I'm going to let go of this thing. I'm going to find you. So here's the deal. In four minutes, so we can allow God to minister. Several years ago, it's been in this last 13 years, I had a dream or vision. I'm not even fully aware I was in a, a customs line in an international airport. I don't know where because I couldn't recognize it, but it was filled with travelers, multiple, many of us. We were all there. And it, it felt like a labyrinth. I, I know that standing in lines in some of those uh, customs lines can feel like like a forever. Like, you know, you look out, and there's a 1,000 people in front of you. You go, how in the world am I ever going to? But you have no other way. You got to go through customs. Uh, with us, for whatever reason, we had our luggage. It would seem like it was carry-on because it was all, nobody had carts to push. They just all had it. Some of, some of it was very old. Like, I um, don't you know, just like old suitcases you carry instead of wheel. Uh, documents, lots of documents. And we were all in the line and we were busily filling out custom papers, like you know, uh, where you you know where you uh, claim, you know, you make a point. To, uh, I'm going to. These are the things I'm bringing in with me. These are the these are the items I'm carrying. And us, uh, and, pe- and we were just doing it. And what I understood, and that for me was that these were very important things that I was carrying, that had not. They weren't, they weren't finished. I, I, they were my luggage. We were still in, tr- in, in travel. And, and it, was, it was forever. It was painstaking. You're writing things down. Oh, it's what, you know, when you're in customs, things you're going to declare. I, I declare these are my items. I, I take ownership. All of a sudden, I don't know how, because I was in the middle of it, but all of a sudden at the customs booth was a, gentleman that appeared with bright clothes and, and said, come here. And I just went and he had, a, he had a one single sheet of paper. He said, if you will sign this, you can leave now. And I said, well, what am I signing? He said, I, you're going to relinquish all claims against anyone for anything in any way at all. Cancel. Sign it off. And I understood that meant i leave my luggage. And then I had a moment of thought, well, is it time to let go of that? Should I let go of that? And fortunately, because I think it was a prophetic dream for me to see the future, I signed it. And so now I'm leaving what I'm very familiar with and have been painstakingly carrying, and I'm walking through the other side. You know how that feels when you finally get on the other side. But this time, it wasn't like another side of another transport. It was inside the kingdom of God, full of life and brilliance and and vibrancy and joy and, and gratitude. Oh, it was so good. And the Lord was saying, he says, My people, they want resolution. And I want them to release it. I need them to let it go. I already resolved it in my son. If there is not a resolution in my son, then they do not understand my son. I cannot resolve for their de- de- decree how it's to be. That's the soul. The soul saying, like Rachel, refusing to be comforted. Have you ever been that way? I'm not going to let you comfort me. The Lord joy, said, get joy, 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 joy. Cheer, cheer up. No. I refuse because I've lost too much. What loss means is there's something that I lost that I want back. I want it to restored. I want it to, to go. And yet the, the joy of the Lord that comes when we release something and say, Jesus, you're my all-sufficiency. Your joy is all, all I need. I receive everything. Take it and remove me. Bring me into the future. That Is expansive because it's not soul connected. It's spirit. My soul will still work through things. I still have many things I work through. But I've learned that as soon as I'm with Jesus and in his word, all I see is Jesus and all I see is his victory. So then after a while, you make a decision. I feel better in Jesus. I spend the rest of my life waiting for someone to apologize to me or something else to be resolved. There's some circumstance to go. Or I could be afraid of everything for the rest of my life. But why not just let the fear of death go with the death, of the, the death of Jesus. Through the death of Jesus, all the fear of death has been removed. But that doesn't mean, what about, no, all of it. All of it. If we but receive Jesus Christ as all sufficient, his death destroyed him who had power of the devil, of death, that is the devil, so that he might release us who through fear of death all our life were subject to bondage. And he comes to our aid. So what I want to lead us into, because I, I believe there's a joy fountain in you and in me. But the longer you are a believer, the less joyful I see believers. Less childlike I see believers. They become rigid, critical. They become controlling. Why? Because it's all that luggage. If you just, you know, when you got saved from your sins, most of it was rebellion. And it was, it was destructive. But now it's righteousness we have to be released. My rights. I have a right to this. I have a right to that. I have a right to this. He says, well, you do. Then fill out the forms. Declare all the issues. Stay in the line. Or hand it over to me. It's all mine anyway. Your sin is my sin. Your sorrow is my sorrow. Your fear is my fear. Your anger is my anger. I already bore it once. I want it back. I don't want to take away from you that something valuable. The losses we incur are valuable. They, caught, they were important. But Paul said it was, had to be considered rubbish in order to gain Christ. So we have to release the valuable discharge it. I release, I release, I let go, I forgive, I release, I let go, I forgive, and I accept, and I enter in to the one who carries all joy and all life and all peace. Wow. Just stand with me. He's so present right now. Hmm. What are you carrying that you don't need to carry anymore? What are you waiting to be resolved that why not just walk away and leave it? What are you trying to get somebody to see that probably the rest of your life they'll never see it? Let it go. Release them. Sign the paper. I release all claims against anyone and everyone for anything and everything. I release them all. It really is true. You can really release. And, and then you can't go back and ask them for it back. You just let it go. And now you enter into a whole new world, the world of the kingdom, based on forgiveness. Wow. If you're not sure what it is, you just sign the one paper. He'll make sure you find out. <laughs> Next time you're ready to take somebody to task, and the Lord says, uh, sorry, that one is mine too. Just sign it. Sign your life away, the suke, the soul, the me. Why carry it all through life to get it resolved when it could be just given to the Lord and let Him give it back to us? While we're worshiping, take a moment and begin to tell the Lord what you're giving Him or that you are willing to sign the document and release everyone, anyone, or anything and everything. Just commune with the Lord right now. Love and worship. but just give me two minutes to tell you a picture I saw. We do the props. We, I'm a believer in opportunity to give permission to someone who may not know how to do it themselves. So we had this big old, uh, not big and not, it was big but not old. Was, Allie had purchased a saffron bluish green, uh, went the length of the aisle and I got four of the men tall man, I said, I need you guys to be the, uh, and I wanted to kind of billow, so people can go under it like they're going under, into the river of God, the river of life and it was so fun to watch, because little by little, the childlikeness returned, the men were kind of like stiff at first I don't want to do this wrong, you know, I mean you know, this is like the river of God I, but by the end, they're like hey, watch this, uh, we, people started going around, at first it's like, well, I don't know, you know what I mean? Uh, but then the child like, hey, let's do it. But then the clincher was we let the online family go and, we, and the children came out of Superbooks and they come running out of those doors and they come running down. underneath the thing and then they're playing under it. They're not going through it. They're playing it. then they're taking their balloons and popping them on top that they brought out at Superbooks and they're playing. And I just was watching the kingdom of God. I was watching the kingdom of God. Jesus said, except you humble yourself as a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom. So as we worship, I bless you. I bless every living member of the body of Jesus with the most incredible encounters. Supernatural life. Supernatural joy. Supernatural freedom. Supernatural joy. And help. And what I'm going to do and I just release us, just tell your body, by the way, body, you're free. And you're a child in the kingdom. and. And you know, that's why we gave us arms is to wave them. Or or legs to move them, or mouths, because we're supposed to praise him. And let's just sing But I bless you. You're free to go out in the love and mercies of God, but you're also free to stay in praise and just accept and receive the goodness of God. Amen. You my-